Dude. What's up? Did you ever watch Full House? Um, yeah, I mean, years ago, right? Yeah. I didn't watch the sequel, the, the Fuller House thing. Well, yeah, no one did. But um, Aunt Becky um, is currently facing 40 years in prison. What the fuck? What? Yeah, yeah. I just read that on Twitter. For what? Um, dude, it's been like a story for the last couple months or so, uh-huh. but she like bribed USC to get her kid into college there. And I guess it like the people found out and, uh, and it was like with multiple people, but she was like the most recognizable name. So she's the name getting headlined for four, 40 years, 40 years. And, and like, apparently her friends are, I was just reading an article there. Her friends yeah. were saying that like she's suicidal and she's like mentally not well since it happened. It's crazy, huh? Fuck, dude. I mean, facing 40 years, I, first of all, well, second of all, welcome to the Thrival Fittest Podcast, everybody. Um, and uh, 40 years, man. Like, 40 years will make you, I mean, who's not going to be emotionally a little bit fucked up? <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. Facing right. 40 years, I mean, 40 years of anything, you know, the thought of a 40-year sentence to anything would suck, you know, for the yeah. Yeah, you think, uh, but you see people getting off with like like rape charges and 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 like terrible crimes for like way less than that, you know. Bro, there's got to be more to it than the bribe. Like other, how ridiculous is that? Think so? I don't think so. I mean, what was she bribing him with? Like fucking heroin or money? A ton of money. (laughs) I mean, that that full house money, bro. Damn. Yeah, crazy. But hey, um, so. Welcome to episode 12. We are filming this hours after episode 11. Um, so I, I look the same. You changed. You look yeah. different. You look like this is a different day. But Yeah, I was trying to trick everybody. I wasn't, I wasn't just going to let them know. <laughs> you yeah. know like well, I, I'm, I'm going to let the people know this is, this is hours after. Um, <laughs> you're you're going to see this episode a couple of days. No, I'm just kidding. My, uh, my other shirt, I was like, it's rainy and humid and stuff here. And I was sweating buckets, dude. So like, I had that pit sweat in the other shirt so i had to remove it and i'm i still smell like i think i smell good i don't know if anybody else would but i yeah um, I, I you probably smell good i think i said i think I, I think so dude because uh i i do use that old spice swagger you know what i mean and uh if you don't you probably should you should fucking find the fuck out of that old spice <laughs> yeah. swagger, bro. so i don't know what you said because my headphones were connecting and disconnecting from my phone and so oh. <laughs> well just so everybody gets to hear twice I was, gonna, <laughs> I, I was saying that i use old spice swagger oh you know and yeah that's, and that's something that of course you do yeah i mean what else am i gonna use some of that, that other fancy bullshit that these Axe goddamn kids are using that. yeah yeah exactly dude. None exactly of that. None of that. I, I don't have a spray tan i'm not i can't be using fucking axe body spray i feel you so. though so, um, so this is what we're we're going over episode 12 you know what we want to talk to y'all about is the fitness creed your specific fitness creed you know what standards are you setting for yourself from a health and fitness standpoint am i right brandon straker aka bought thunder absolutely brother absolutely brother you gotta have standards brother um I, I'm excited to talk about this one because I'm a fundamental believer that, and I found this to be true for me, for, for clients, for everyone, you know, is that what we get out of life are, 
our, our standards, what we're willing to accept from ourselves. Right. Exactly. So, um, for some people, I think we can all see that this is true, right? For some people, the idea of being a smoker is just not an option no matter what. Right. For some people, the idea of doing drugs or something like that, doing heroin or is just not an option for some people, the idea of bribing a motherfucker so that you end up facing 40 years, (laughs) bro, that's not an option. You know, um, you know, there's, we all have things that are, that are non-negotiables, right. Uh, for us and what we get out of life are standards. And so I think when it comes to being fit or just really just in living a more fulfilled life, a happier life, you have to have a sort of a creed, a code that you live by, a set of non-negotiables, rules, whatever you want to call them, right? 100%. Uh, that you have. And it's important to evaluate where you're at in your life, what needs improvement, and go, where are my standards in this area? What have I been willing to accept up until this point? You know what yeah, I mean? absolutely, bro. And yeah, I'm, I love this topic as well. I'm really glad I came up with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, exactly. You know, it, it's important when you're making your, your personal creed, it's important to, you know, take some time alone to kind of reflect on, you know, what's important to you and in, in what your priorities are because, you know, life's going to come at you fast, whether you like it or not, you know? And so, um, it's important to be prepared for that and embrace the unknown on what's going to happen. But when you've got that creed that you're live that you're, you know, living life behind, it makes it that much easier to not run from life and attack it from that standpoint. You feel me? Absolutely. And this has been a big, that was dope. it was, it was, <laughs> this has been, this has been a, um, a huge lesson that, that I, I was able to learn about having the, these, these sets of standards and non-negotiables. And, it, and it's something that um, at times uh, we, sometimes we break the rules, right? Yeah. Um, and, and it gives us the opportunity though, like when you know, when you don't have a rule, you, there's nothing to break and you can, things can get out of control. But when you break these rules, you're about, you're able to reevaluate and go, you know, I broke my own rule. Like get what? back on track. Yeah. How do right. I, how do I, how do I fix that? How do, what do I do differently? Yeah. And not and, break that rule. And so we have to evaluate the different areas in our life. First, first and foremost, like where am I, where am I falling below expectations? What, what areas am, am I struggling? What areas do like, you know, would, do I think would make me more happy, right? If I, if I was, if I was better off in these areas or what would make me feel more fulfilled or proud or whatever it might be. And, and look at these areas of your life, whether it's, you know, and for, for one of the things that, that, um, Glenn did that I did that I know you've done is we look at the different areas that of our life, whether it's, you know, and, and break them down, right. Our health, our fitness, right. Um, financially, our business or professional life, um, our family life, uh, our, our love life. Well, you know, maybe those are hand in hand, you know, but where, you know, what areas, how, how fulfilled are we in those areas? Yeah. And then what sort of, and, you know, looking at the consistency of how that's gone over the course of time. Right. Yeah. And, and then really deciding like what standard have I been willing to, to accept through most of my life here? And, how do I, what, how do I raise that standard? What, and, and so it could be simple stuff, right? Where I need to, when it comes to your, your, your husband, wife, child or something and your relationship with them at home, 
what, like, what is my, what is the standard that I'm setting right now? Do I have a standard where I believe that it's okay to just be like staring at my phone the whole time or working an extra two hours when I should be playing, playing with my kids or spending time or, or just being present, maybe being near them, but not paying attention and maybe setting a standard of from 6 PM on, I do not work and I'm present with people paying attention, not staring at a phone or TV or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I think it's important too when you're making your standards, there's three things that you should, you know, cause that's such a broad topic, right? Like mm-hmm. making your creed, you know, figure out, you know, what makes you money, what gets you in the best physical and mental shape. And then what, get brings you inner peace. I feel like those three things right there, if you can figure out how to excel in all three of those things, you're going to be a much better person. And that's right. how and that's how you're going to create those standards and, and and build and grow from that. Right. And and ultimately when we uh, exactly, you know, um I think ultimately when we're, when we're evaluating our life, it, we have to understand that whatever, wherever we're at is what we've been willing to accept up to this point. Yeah. So like if you're, if we're financially not where we want to be, um, I think we've all been there before for sure. Right. You know, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> we've accepted a lower standard of living. If we're overweight, if we're at risk for type two diabetes, if we're just uncomfortable with how we look and how we feel, if we have low energy levels, um, you know, we've been willing to accept that up until this point, yeah. uh, out of ourselves. And when you, when you decide I'm no longer willing to accept this for myself, this is going to be my standard of living, you know, then that's when things really begin to change. And I think that really boils down to having a vision of, of ourselves. You know, we've talked about that a lot, but it, you, you cannot under, underestimate the importance of having a vision you can call it a vision. You can have a goal. I like, I like vision because it's so detailed, but yeah. you know, uh, but when you have this vision, you know, that you can see, you're able to look and go, you know, what, what sort of standards, you know, that, that shows you where your standards should be. This is, this is what I'm willing to accept out of myself for that life. When you, when you're developing your creed, what is your vision of yourself? Fitness wise, you know, how do you look? What is your, your vision of yourself for your, like your love life and your family, your, your career, financially, you know, how clean your house is, whatever it might be. What is a detailed vision of yourself? And then, and then those are the standards that I live by now, right? This is what I'm willing to accept out of myself. And you begin working towards that. Like what, and, and, and that also boils down to habits, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And, and no, you're right. And, and vision, I like the word vision as well, because it's important to have kind of that tunnel vision where you just, you see the light at the end of the tunnel. That's your destination. That's your standards and, and you're, there's nothing else getting in the way. Right. Um, but like, like you were saying, if you don't have that, that tunnel vision, if you don't have that perfect you in your head on, on what that looks like, it can get bad, man. I mean, time gets wasted. You're just kind of living life freely without any mm-hmm. rules for yourself. And, and, you know, sure. Like living carefree, cool, cool. But, but is that really going to get you to where you should be? Well, we all know when we're flying by the seat of our pants, shit just gets out of control, man. You know, when you aren't being mindful of what you're doing yeah, and you're not on track, when you don't have a destination and a path that you're taking, um, 
And so for a lot of people, their standards tend to be like certain religious standards, right? Like yeah. that have to do with morality, which can be, you know, there can be a lot of benefit to have, obviously a lot of when, if your standard is I do not murder people, which, yeah. and there's a lot of unsaid standards that most of us have. It's yeah. a, you, you would not be willing to, it would never, you know, you're not going to murder someone. You're not going to rape someone. You're not going to, you know, steal from someone. These are certain standards, right? Those are fair ones. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're there. We have these moral standards that we all virtually agree upon, right? For the most yeah. part. Um, and then, you know, but sometimes people just don't, they don't realize they're not conscious of where their standards are at in their life. And it's important to do an inventory of, of that. So when we're coming to our our fitness, like what is my standard been up to this point? Have I been willing to accept being 40 pounds overweight at this point? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, maybe I have, right. And then if I've been willing to accept myself being 40 pounds, um, overweight up into this point, what is the standard for my, you know, the standard for my habits that are led to that? What is, what has been my standard for, um, you know, how, what I'm willing to set, accept out of myself as far as, you know, planning, for, planning my meals or eating, um, my standard, maybe, maybe that person, their standard up until this point has been, there hasn't been one. It's just whatever they, whatever they see they get, or maybe their standard has been, well, I, I, eat good Monday and Tuesday. I'm willing to accept out of myself eating good Monday and Tuesday and then it gradually getting off the rails as we head through the weekend, right? Yeah, right. Um, and then w- with the workout, maybe the standard up until this point has been, well, I'll work out in January. <laughs> maybe the standard up until this point is, well, you know, like going, you know, I don't really work out, but you know, there, there's no real standard for, for going to the gym at all. There's no real standard for having a plan. And so when we look back and we go, what I'm willing to accept out of myself is nothing less than eating good six days a week and planning my meals every day. Mm -hmm. This is a rule that I live by. This is a non-negotiable. This is what has to happen every week. This is what I do. And and sacrifices are inevitable when you're Mm -hmm. doing this stuff too. Like I know a lot of people my age and you know, probably older too, probably younger, whatever. But, you know, say they want to get into the best shape of their life, right? But they're going out Friday, Saturday night. um, And then Sunday, they're hungover, so they're not doing anything. So I mean, that's three days wasted right there, right? But even just like sacrifice, sure, you can still go out and enjoy yourself. But like, whether it's just like sacrifice the hard alcohol so that you're you're not hung over the next day and you can, you can get up and just kind of like mm-hmm. like the amount of alcohol that you're drinking or whatever, or not eating any crappy food while you're out. And, and just li- even just little things like that is going to make you more productive that weekend. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, just gradually you're seeing progress in yourself and slowly, but surely just becoming that person that you want to become. And I feel like a lot of people aren't willing to take those sacrifices. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think along with that, you know, beyond just the, the sacrifice, I think when we don't have, I think one thing that people need to understand about standards is standards, when you have a standard for something, it doesn't really require a lot of willpower to adhere to that once it becomes a standard and a rule or something yeah, like that. For sure. You know what I mean? Once it becomes a set in stone rule, a non-negotiable, a, a code for your life, um, it doesn't take a lot of willpower. For example, like most of us have a standard for relationships, right? For what we are willing to accept when we get into a relationship. I know I do, <laughs> you know, it's funny. totally hundred percent. Me too. One of the reasons I'm single aside from me being a little batshit crazy too, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but 
you look at the person when it comes to potentially being with someone and you go like, am I, you know, this level of physically attracted? Am I, you know, are they, are they honest? You know, do yeah. they have passion? Do they have these different things that are they checking the boxes willing, off? Right. Yeah. What they will are what you're willing to accept out of a relationship. And when someone doesn't check those important boxes, those standards that you have, it's not real hard to like disqualify, you know, to, to not really be with that person that, doesn't meet your standards, right? Um, whereas when you don't have standards and you just let anything into your life, you can end up in some destructive relationships, you know? Um, and the same thing with our, you know, with, with other stuff, you know, when we have certain standards for what we're willing to accept the, Hey, you know, the, Hey, maybe the rationalization that comes along with making stupid fucking decisions seems to go out the window a little bit. You know, when you've made a rule and you're like, this is the fucking rule, you know, like this is the way it goes. That's why it's not taking, usually, hopefully it's not taking us a, a lot of willpower to not go around, you know, chop a motherfucker's heads off and shit, you know, like right. that you hold for yourself. So the whole being able to, being willing to give yourself a bullshit story on why you can, why you can do or participate in whatever bad behavior is tempting you that conversation no longer exists when it becomes a, a non-negotiable rule, you know? Absolutely, dude. Well said, brother. Thanks, brother. Uh, and so like one thing I'd like to talk about is, dude, let's talk about what, what are a couple rules, you know, um, that we think are important, you know, non-negotiables to have when it comes to, when it comes to fitness, maybe just some minimum standards that people can have that will, you know, when it comes to their fitness, as far as what they do, that will, you know, put them on the right track that will, that will really help them to help them to never let things get out of control again, you know? Totally. Yeah. And I feel like we got to kind of reflect on our own personal ones yeah. in order to do that. So I feel like one for me is that like, unless it's like a planned event or like a party like a wedding or you know bachelor party for me this weekend right mm -hmm. i i don't cheat i eat clean every single day that i'm not doing those events and then like you know like memorial day weekend like we were talking about that a couple podcasts ago you know like mm -hmm. you, you know memorial day weekend's coming up you know a lot of barbecues a lot of parties going on so eat clean every day don't cheat don't order pizza don't do taco tuesdays at mm -hmm. uh your local uh, fucking Fernando's place or whatever. I don't know. I'm just naming, naming right. all random shit, but um, just stay on track. And then, you know, you're going to enjoy that cheat day way better because you earned yeah. that shit, you know? Absolutely. hundred um, percent. Yeah. That's, that's one off the top of my head. And then, you know, hitting the gym a, a, a certain number of times a week, whatever it may be, yeah. you know, I like it's, to go seven times a week, but you know, not everyone's doing that shit. Right. Um, yeah. If you just said, I mean, there's two right there, right? Two minimum non-negotiables. If you write down a creed for yourself and you go, Hey, from here on out, unless I have a planned event, I don't, I eat clean. Yeah. You know, maybe another one I don't want to Glenn's now is he does not snack after dinner plain and simple. There's no like picking and doing this and that, like even if it's on healthy food or whatever. Right. You know, uh, that's a good one, you know, but like having that non-negotiable that I don't, I eat clean unless it's a planned, planned cheat day. Yeah. Um, and then that prevents you from letting that day turn into 
well, you know, I'll, like this someone going and then, and, you know, on the spur of the moment, since it's not a plan spontaneously going, Hey, you know, Becky's having fucking, you know, cake at work and yeah, I was going to say, you know, that. have a, have a, have a, come have a slice of cake and then eating that slice of cake. And you know how people get, they get into that all or nothing mode where it's like, Oh, well now I've had this slice of cake. The day is ruined. Fuck it. And then they go off the rails, right. On a Tuesday. Yeah. Shit. And then they're, and then they want to be able to go and do the planned cheat on Friday with the family or whatever, or Saturday. Um, it prevents that stuff from happening. So I think that's a great one. And then I think selecting a certain amount of days per, per week, right. That like, you know, like, like you're just saying, you go on and working out. So you, you know, what's your non-negotiable going to be? I'm, I make it to the gym and I, three days per week, no matter what. Yeah. You know, you, wait, uh, do, you, do you, you go more than that, bro? My, no, I go, I go, <laughs> I go usually seven, sometimes six, you know, yeah, sometimes same. my body's a little beat up and I'll take Sunday off or something. Yeah. Um, but, but for the average person, you know, even if they're making that non-negotiable, the standard I set for my life is I get out and I move my body and I get off my ass and I do some shit, Yeah, you know, at least three days a week, you know, that's, what's going to be the fact. And I don't get to count walking around the mall to the fucking Cinnabon as exercise. Counting your steps and shit. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's one thing we rail on a lot, but like counting your steps is something fucking fat people do, dude, like plain and simple. That was not invented by fit people. The rock wasn't out there. I'm, 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 you know what? I, I don't know hundred percent for sure. Yeah. I don't have my facts together on this one, but <laughs> I would bet, I would bet dollars to donuts. The fucking rock is not counting his steps on a daily basis. Dude, I'm, you know? I'm going to, I'm going to have to concur with that and, one. And so, you know, you, that's just, that's, if, if you're in a spot where you have to count your steps, you're in a rough spot. You know, if you're in a spot where you have to go, Hey, am I, moving enough throughout the day that I need to look and make sure that I've hit an adequate enough amount, adequate amount of steps to not get any more obese. That's not a good spot to be in. You know, right. Moving your body more. So just selecting a certain amount of days that you're like, this is my standard. I'm going to get up and I'm going to move this, uh, this vehicle like human beings were actually supposed to movement move it at least three days a week. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, we're saying we're going, we go to the gyms like six, seven days a week, but it's more about just the mentality of being there. It's not like we're just lifting super heavy every single time we're there. You know, we're just getting up, we're, we're doing the right movements. We're getting our bodies where they should be. And then we're leaving. Yeah, maybe it's a little bit of cardio. Maybe it's a stretching day or a mobility day. It's a recovery day, yeah, exactly. Maybe we are pounding the weights and going balls to the wall. Even if you just go there at a foam roller or whatever, you know, you're you're doing your body good just by getting up and being there. And it's a it's a huge mental boost as well. You know, you you just feel rejuvenated after, and you feel like you did something after going there. And then and then having a having a a standard for you know, you're the way or your body fat percentage that you're at, you know, yeah. if, you, if you, for most people, if they look at the standard for what they've been willing to accept up until this point and where they've hovered around, they can normally find a midpoint and been like, well, you know, I've, I've been willing to accept up until this point being 25 pounds overweight for most of my life, you know? Yeah. And then reaching that new place. And I think that's one of the great parts about reaching your goals. And, and I think that's a fundamental factor of like setting new goals. But a lot of people, anybody who's dropped a fair amount of weight or gotten in really good shape, you definitely reach a point where the thought of getting out of shape is so terrifying, you know, uh, and, and feeling how you used to feel that you're able to go, well, this is going to be my standard from here on out. Some people don't do that though. 
and they look at it as well. Like I finally, they've been hanging on for dear life. I think like we talked about before in another podcast, they've been hanging on for dear life and now they finally reached this goal, but they didn't stop and go, I'm never going back. This is my standard. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Cause I mean, you don't get, you don't get to a, a goal by not having standards. You know, once you have those standards, you're, you're hitting your goal, you're shooting for better goals, so on and so forth, dude. Absolutely. hundred percent. I think, uh, what are some other, uh, fitness creeds that people need to, to go for? I think the alcohol thing is a big one. Maybe setting up a non-negotiable about how often you drink too. Yeah. And some people can get away with it a little bit better than others, but I think that's going to help a lot of areas in your life regardless. Right. But if you have a non-negotiable, that's, I only drink on the weekends. Yeah. Glass of wine on the weekends or whatever. Yeah. Or I allow myself two drinks per week. Um, You know, that if if you set that up as a non-negotiable, as far as alcohol, that, that could, it's going to pay a lot of dividends as far as, you know, as far as fat loss, as far as hormonally, but also too, just your decision-making and how you're going to feel for the rest of your week. And that's going to allow other standards, standards like I don't hit the snooze button. If you're, if you set that standard of not hitting the snooze button, where you just like, that's not something you accept out of yourself, you're going to get up earlier naturally. Um, and that's something that becomes a lot easier to do too. If you have a standard as far as alcohol, setting up rules for these different areas of your life is so essential because it Dude, just, yeah. it helps to helps you to stick with that plan. It helps to guide the path, right? It keeps you from deviating too far one way or the other. When you have these rules, you know what you can and can't do what you can and can and are and are not willing to let yourself get away with or accept out of yourself. And Dude, it's for like sure. a no brainer to me. Right. Don't you think? Yeah. That's- yeah. Like you're saying the alarm, you're saying the alarm thing. And I was just thinking, I was like, I, I can't even remember the last time I set an alarm for myself, especially lately. I've been, I've been, right. getting, I've been just up super early and just like get up and it's just like kind of a, a standard I didn't even think about. For, right. For me, I guess. But like you said, it, that's just, it just becomes natural at that point. Getting up early in the morning, you know, most people like, I forget who I heard it, heard say at one time, I think it might've been like Colin Cowherd or something like that. But I remember, I think he was saying that, you know, successful people don't get up at 10 a.m. <laughs> you know, like the plain and simple, it's just not a consistent habit among most successful people. Most successful people are up at like five or six. Yeah. So if you what have a, five hours wasted, if you're waking yeah. at 10, like that blows my mind that people do that and sleep in or just even like, and they're not even sleeping. Like they're just laying in bed and cuddling up with their pet or some shit, you know, like I got my cat and I'll cuddle him and stuff, but He's not keeping me in bed till till 10 a.m. That's that's pretty damn sure. And but, but people do it all the time, right? You know, yeah, it's so they just lay there all day long because they don't have the standards. I mean, it's that's, that's it. They don't have standards, and and I think I think it's so you beyond everything that we've discussed when you have that extra responsibility and when you when you have these standards that you're focused on living by. I think it gives you a little bit more meaning. I, I remember I was listening to Jordan Peterson talk uh, a while back. And one of the main things we're, we're get a little deep here, but one of the, the main, one of the main things a lot of people ask themselves is what is the meaning of it? What's our purpose? What are we trying to do? And he was saying one of the main 
keys to feeling a sense of purpose and meaning is having more responsibility. A lot of times people don't want more responsibility. I've definitely been there where we don't want more responsibility or like one more fucking thing I got to worry about. Right. Yeah. Um, and if we're in that place where we don't want more responsibility and we're not taking on more responsibility and we're just, maybe we know we need to, but we just don't want to deal with shit. Running from it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it will give you less of a sense of meaning, less of a, less of a sense of fulfillment. But when you have a path you're following, it, it definitely gives you a lot more purpose and meaning the more responsibility that you lay on yourself, like developing a code for how you're going to live versus just kind of aimlessly wandering. And I think that's something that, that I do. The more people I talk to, the more people I do that are always, we're always kind of searching for some meaning, some purpose, you know? And I think it's important to, to, to have those rules, have that path, uh, for that, for both, because you're going to feel more fulfilled when you're, when you're more fit, when you're more successful, when you're getting more out of these different areas in your life. Right. hundred percent, dude. I agree. So what, uh, so what, I guess we'll rattle off three more, right? And then we'll talk, we'll, we'll jump into, we'll jump into some other stuff. Yeah. So what are some other non-negotiables that you live by right now? Just maybe not even fitness that are just, you know, standards that you have for your life that have really, you know, made a difference, whether it's for business success, like just your friendships, stuff like that. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, one thing I've made it very important for myself to do is to, to reach out to people on a more consistent basis. I, I wouldn't necessarily say I have a, a standard for it like how often i do but you know when i feel like i need to reach out to somebody i do it or like give them that confidence booster and just check in and see how they're doing um with those people that that mean a lot to you and you know i think that's big obviously for relationships um but i don't know you never know what someone's going through so it's important to uh reach out and make sure people are doing okay that you care about that's a good one. It's a good one because sometimes we get so caught up in our own worlds that yeah. like we can, like you'll see it at the gym, right? Where you walk by someone and maybe they glance at you. I was talking about one of my buddies, John, the other day about this, but you, they glance at you and maybe you're just like, you think about whatever you're thinking about. Dude, maybe you're thinking about your relationship or maybe you're thinking about the bills or maybe you're thinking about like your own life. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're listening to a a audio book or podcast, like thrival of the fittest where they're saying some shit that makes you go, Hey, like what, what's going on my life or something like that. Right. Yeah, totally. And you just kind of walk by that person that, you know, without really even like, you know, maybe just give them a glance, but no real, Hey, how you doing? A smile or just whatever. And it's real, gets really easy for other people to be like, man, I wonder what the fuck his deal, what I did. I wonder why he's being such a dick or something like that because we're all so, focused inward many times so people take your reaction yourself, yeah. looking inward as as something against them and vice versa we do that in other ways yeah uh, wonder what their deal is without really going and i think it's important to to take that time to reach out and connect you know like that frequently it's something that i've struggled with at times too where i like we're just talking about here i get wrapped up in my shit yeah maybe i'm not calling people enough or saying hi or really reaching out i think that's an important and yeah everybody's guilty of that but i feel like it's important to kind of just reflect on that kind of stuff on your own time alone and then just be present when you're out in in public you know it's you're you're still gonna have that tunnel vision like when you're at in the gym for example you know you got you're going in there for a job 
but it's important to just kind of be aware of your surroundings and, and, uh, not give off that negative energy. Um, you know, if you are stressing about that kind of shit, um, you know, positive energy, positive vibes, uh, that, that shit's infectious. So another one's writing down your goals. You know, that's a standard that we have every day is we write down like what needs to get done. We write everything down, write everything down every day, everything down. So like every day write down, what are my goals? Uh, and then what, what, what's all the shit that I got to do today? So that gets written down every day. And that that makes a big difference right there. A big difference. Um, uh, dude, that one's dude. I've just been writing down like my thoughts lately and I've, I've loved doing that to be honest. Like just like, you know, so much goes on in your head. You know, the mind is a crazy thing yeah. to get wrapped up around. Sometimes I just like lately, I've just been kind of writing down what what my thought process is, and, and just going back mm-hmm. and reading that and reflecting on that. And that's been kind of dope, honestly. Absolutely. Well, it, it dips just that for people. It definitely dips in journaling like that, writing down your thoughts, feelings. It dips into places you learn a lot about things that you didn't know you felt and things you didn't know you thought. Yeah. You know, when you're just randomly like free riding and rambling, um, it gets a lot of stress out. It gets a lot of stuff that's clogging. And there's a lot of actual science, right, that shows about creativity that when you, you know, when you put stuff that's stuck in there that you keep thinking about on paper, that it pulls that out, allows you to have new ideas, certain ideas you've had. So that's key. Um, But I think many times we don't, we aren't 100% clear on what we think and feel about certain things. And when we put it down, we, we're able to see the exact language that's kind of running our patterns about how we're thinking and feeling about stuff. You're able to look about it and be whole be like, fuck, I didn't even realize I thought that, you know, like, holy shit, I'm, you know, what, what is the language I'm using with myself? Am I calling myself fat? Like, am I calling myself lazy? Am I calling myself, am I, am I saying good stuff? You know, am I, um, and, and what, what is my attitude towards other people and other activities and tasks and stuff like that? you write that down and it gives you a lot of clarity, right? For it sure. allows you allows you to kind of see, Hey, I have a couple like ways that I'm thinking right now that I need to do explore that maybe could be destructive. Or I have a couple ways that I'm thinking right now that I, that I'm, I'm a, or even now, like I've done this for a couple of weeks in a row and the what language I'm using, the way I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling there's dramatic difference between then and now, you know, yeah. what's changed in that time period. So yeah, I think, man. I think journaling like that's a killer standard too. So, so uh, I guess with that said, I, we're going to jump in another thing. We're going to talk about like some more current events and stuff. Uh, ha- have a little fun. And um, but before before we move into that, that's one thing. Like, guys, uh, right? Develop a creed for yourself. Look at those different areas of your life. Develop some non negotiables. And if you get a chance, share them with us. Yeah, yeah. Please, yeah. Comment below. Kind of what standards are you setting for yourself how is that different from what you what you were doing to now and and, you know how is that going to affect your life moving forward let us know we want to know we do want to know all right we'll respond to you so listen to this current event number one you got some shit i got some stuff a police officer in lincoln nebraska um noticed a suspect wearing a name tag uh, for a wanted man on two arrest 
warrants. So I guess the guy, a man allegedly gave a false name during an arrest despite wearing a name tag. So a police officer saw this guy wearing a name tag for a man that was wanted on two arrest warrants. And then he gave him a different name, even though he was wearing his actual name tag. So, uh, I mean, we, we only want to talk about the most critical news, uh, available to us these days. And, uh, critical. And so this is an example right here of generally being a fucking idiot of a guy who has no standard, (laughs) right? Like clearly he needs a standard in his life of, of honesty. And I think that's a good standard for everybody to have, right? Honesty, like you're not willing to accept dishonesty out of yourself or other people. And you know, it's bad enough having two arrest warrants, but when you have your mug shot in the paper as a man that was dumb enough to give a fucking different name than the name you're wearing a name tag for, that's just a whole nother ball game. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. That's, it's not a good sign right there. <laughs> and then, uh, all right. So our next current event, this is one that I saw, I saw earlier today that I thought was hilarious. Uh, Easter Island statues are threatened by, by nose picking nose pick selfie snapping tourists. So like you've seen the, the <laughs> statues that are Dude, so yeah, we were talking about this earlier. So, you seen SpongeBob? No, I haven't. Well, I know who SpongeBob is, but I haven't oh, seen yeah, an episode yeah. about the statue. Well, I'm pretty sure Squidward's house is one of those Easter Island statues. One of the Easter Island statues. Okay. Wait, I'm going to bring it up. Keep talking. I'm going to pull okay. it up. So you can show me. So, yeah. I mean, first and foremost, the, I mean, that's, I, I admire the nose pick in a selfie. You know what I mean? I admire the nose pick in a selfie, but I feel like that's just kind of, it's too easy. Right. And the fact that they're ruining these statues going for something as easy as the nose pick, that's to, that looks a lot like the Easter Island statues. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, Pick your own nose, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. you're already probably picking your nose a couple times a day. Yeah. Anyway, you know, what are you doing? Throw that, yeah. What are you doing? Throw that on there. Besides like, if we're honest, like you've seen how big these fucking statues are, right? Yeah. That is not a realistic pick, it's right? This, if your this. tiny ass hand or finger going in that giant statue's nose, it's not even that funny, man. I, I feel like anybody, it's too easy. You got to come up with something better than that. Um, I couldn't agree more, man. If I saw that, I'd be like, "That's stupid, man." I yeah, would, I wouldn't even chuckle, man. That's that's bush league, dude. It's amateur hour over here, <laughs> doing the doing the nose pick on Easter Island. Um, like I think it's cool to pick your, you know, it's fine if you see, any picture that I see of someone with their own finger in their own nose, right? That's gonna make me laugh, you know, every time. I laugh every time I see someone picking their nose. If it's a fucking, <laughs> if it's a, if it's a goddamn three-year-old just digging for gold, I laugh, right? If it's the old guy at the stoplight next to me picking his nose, I fucking laugh, right? I see a picture of a hot chick with her fingers in her nose. I mean, I'm probably going to laugh and maybe be a little aroused too. Um, At the, I'll probably maybe be a little, just at the authenticity that she's displaying. She's like, yo, bad as fuck. And I still pick my nose. I appreciate that. I respect that. Um, she's obviously smart, but I just don't, I, th- I feel like you're really missing the boat picking the statues. No, it's not to mention the fact that you're doing damage to something that like potentially was made by the aliens. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, you got a point. You love aliens, huh? Um, I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? I, I, I do. Yeah. I mean, what's not to like about it? I don't know. Do, what, do, you, what do you think? Do you believe in them? Of course. Of course I believe in aliens. Listen to this. There's another. I'm, I'm glad you did that because that leads us into our next current event. FMR manager of DOD aerospace threat program. UFOs are real. Dude, I went before you get into this. I saw like a like a, a quote on, or a meme on Twitter or something like that. Sorry, Twitter. Um, that I like to call Twitter Twitter. Yeah. It's, it's kind of fun. Um, but it was like a multiple reports that UFOs are real, um, but we're all too like worried about our own shit to even worry about UFOs or like <laughs> other existence. I thought it was funny. That's super true. Like we're, yeah, it is dude. Like there's so much, shit, there's too much shit going wrong in our own world that we're not even looking at the fact that UFOs and aliens are probably real. I know dude, a UFO could show up and there'd definitely be people more concerned with like who hey, their significant alien, other was texting. Hold on, hold on. We got shit to do here before. Right. I've got to do my Facebook post. I got to do my Instagram post. Not I, need to, now. <laughs> I need this person liked my shit. So I better comment so they don't get fucking offended. You know, like people are way more worried about that shit. And that's a damn shame as far as I'm concerned, bro. Oh, for sure. You know, I feel like if we all took the time to focus a little bit more on aliens and a little bit less on, you know, that bullshit, every, the world might be a little bit better place. To be honest. Yeah. You know, did you ever see that advertising campaign back in the day by 24 hour fitness? That was like when the aliens come, they're going to eat the fat people first. No, <laughs> it was the most classic fucking, um, it pissed off so many people. I mean, this I've was back before I've heard that before. I didn't know it was a 24 hour fitness. I'm, I'm on 99% sure it's 24 hour fitness. And it was back in the nineties where they had straight up billboards all over the <laughs> billboards that said, when the aliens come, they're going to eat the fat ones first. That's true. Probably. I have a theory on it that it is true though. Cause here's why, here's what you got to figure. I have a major theory. Okay. So let's say if a civilization of, is advanced enough to travel to earth, Right then yeah. we're going to we would be pretty safe in assuming that they have a very good understanding of biology and, and knowledge of how their bodies work and nutrition and stuff if they're advanced enough to to master space travel from right. one ga- galaxy to another i'm going to figure they've got nutrition figured out at this point um i think that's a safe assumption so with that assumption was 24 hours. Okay. Like, it was. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> With that assumption that they're going to have an advanced knowledge of nutrition, you got to figure when they get down here, they're going to be keto, right? Right. And what is keto? Keto is a higher fat, low carbohydrate, moderate protein diet. Okay. So since the aliens are most likely adhering to a keto diet, they're going to look and they're going to go, okay, well, here I got you know, Joe, who's pretty fit. And then I have Frank, who's 400 pounds. He's more in that keto macronutrient range than Joe. So they're obviously going to go and they're going to eat the fat person first because they're trying to hit their macros. And if you're, regardless of what the aliens come here for, I would also figure that if they were advanced enough, they probably wouldn't be like just coming here to fuck stuff up. You know, at that point, they're probably emotionally and spiritually advanced enough that, you know, they're going to be peaceful as it would be my guess. So they show up here, you know, they're, they're, they're on a mission that's higher, you know? Um, and so 
it's not like they're just coming here to kill everybody, but they do got to eat. Like you got to eat. Everyone's got to eat. Exactly. So even if they've, they've just fasted for who knows how long on the, on the travel here, you know, maybe it's a long trip. It is a long trip. So you get here, you're going to be starving and you got to go with the most satiating food first so that that way you can get shit done. And then we can move forward together in, in relative peace and harmony. Harmony. So I think 20, what I'm getting at is I think 24 hour fitness hit the nail on the head here. Yeah. I've, I've never been more proud to be a member of 24 hour fitness. <laughs> I, I get it now. I understand. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, uh, I mean, I've not, I'm not a member of 24 hour fitness cause the only one they have here sucks, but yeah, it does. I've been to that one. It, it, it makes me kind of feel like, I'll tell you this much. If I moved away, I would become a 24 hour fitness member because of this. Yeah. hundred percent. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Wow, dude. Well, we covered a lot of stuff, huh? We did, you know, fitness creed, aliens. What else do you need? Aliens eating keto. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I bet you aliens have a code too. You know, they of have, course they do. you know, for several different things. Yeah. Um, they're, I mean, they're obviously, they have they lob from from what we hear they're kind of into butt stuff so i'd say their creed is kind of like they're not too strict in a lot of areas right it's fair yeah. uh, you know that's what a lot of the abductees i don't know firsthand or anything but. yeah never been i've never yeah. been abducted but i've heard that as well yeah but fuck it i'll try anything twice you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right that was good all right <laughs> and that's gonna wrap it up for episode 12 of thrival of the fittest um if you're enjoying this content if you're enjoying us uh bullshitting but with purpose um go ahead and subscribe to us listen to us rate us four or five stars whatever you prefer anything less we don't want to see it um we have a five-star standard yeah we do have a five-star standard nothing less please uh comment on this uh share it with a friend you know if you want to catch the visuals of this on youtube make some um low carb meals and 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 listen to us watch us that sounds fun right absolutely (laughs) (laughs) all right we're getting delirious (laughs) (laughs) we'll see you next time uh on thrival of the fittest later guys